Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Chargian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Chargian. Joining me today... We've got, well, it's a little bit in flux right at the moment. Brian Johnson is definitely here. Hello, governor! Yeah, you know, Matt Harrison's late, but making an appearance, Colin McCockney, all the way from a British jail. Colin, I'm curious, I'm a little bit curious about how you could have possibly gotten out of jail so quickly. Did you go Andy Dufresne's on, on some jail cell and just like tunnel your way out? Hello, go governor. Cadbury's flake. I cattle trucked me way to Bristol. Uh, yeah, you trucked your way to Bristol. You're right. Yes, Bristol. Sure. Brown bread and city slickers. Here I am. Yeah, here you are right here in studio. It's great to have you here, Colin. I swore I had an anti-McCockney clause in my uh, contract, contract, so yeah. I'm uh, disgruntled. Take, uh, ah, Brian, you're a custard bun. He is a custard bun. We'll go through all of the matchups fantasy style, as we always do. Letter grades on all the players. We'll talk about the injured, the healthy. We'll also play three tough questions as always we'll release our nine take a chance on any players and premature speculation man premature speculation red hot over the past few weeks including the likes of gus edwards and gus edwards not joanna ducks and geese it was yeah. looking pretty nice until the end of the, the game on Thursday night. That hopefully, hopefully bad. Gus is all right. Yeah, we hope we hope for nothing but good things for God, our beloved Gus Edwards. Let's start with the New York Giants taking on uh, Seattle, Brian. You know, for the Giants, this is uh, a surprise team that 
has won a lot of games, but hasn't necessarily put up a lot of reliable points outside of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, let's start with Saquon. I'm going to bake in the uh, fantasy Fonzie here and say, uh, oh, we'll already? call him Saquon Barkley. After allowing over 100 rushing yards to running backs for five straight weeks to begin the season, the Seahawks have only given up a combined 75 rushing yards over the last two weeks. But that came against the Cardinals without James Conner. And last week, the Chargers running backs totaled just 12 carries. I think Barkley sees a lot more than that. Uh, Plus, over the last three weeks, Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler both topped 90 receiving yards against Seattle. So I love Saquon here. He gets the Fonzie. Uh, not a whole lot of other, other Giants to like. I do like Wandale Robinson. Only saw a 23% snap share in week six when he ran 10 routes. Last week, his snap share jumped to 69%. Hello, Governor. Uh, McCockney knows how that works. That's shocking. Uh, 29 routes in that game. So I think we see another big bump in usage this week. Seattle only allowing 132 yards per game to wide receivers, yeah, but it's really good. Tariq, Tariq Woolen is in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. He's bees and honey. He is bees and honey. I mean, I've never missed Matt so much in my life. I didn't know what I said. Uh, as Maybe for... Matt will make an appearance in this show. We I don't know so. yet. We I just know so. he's running late. I wanted to give Darius Slayton a starting grade, but I got him on the bench. Um, there's been some trade rumors that they're gonna the Giants are gonna trade Darius Slayton too, even though they just traded Kadarius Tony and they're very thin at wide receiver. I know, I'd be surprised. So maybe it's a showcase game for for Slayton, but again, the matchup not great. So he's on the bench. Uh, sadly, as is well, Daniel Bellinger, the tight end for the Giants, recovering from an orbital injury. Oh, it looked brutal on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, his eye is anything with the intact. eye is not. Ew. So he ah. he's out for the uh, foreseeable future, but. Uh, that's yeah, a bummer. I mean, we're looking at Chris Myrick and Tanner Hudson. No. But I got to put them both on the bench, but it's well, a shame. Of course you do. Seattle's allowing 84 yards per game to tight ends. So, but I don't know which one to pick there. So they're on the bench. But Daniel Jones is not. Daniel Jones gets a C. And Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than James Robinson, Najee Harris, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, and Kareem Hunt. And, yes, they've all played the same number of games. It's not like those running backs have had a bye. He's in an effective tie with Justin Fields for the second most quarterback rushing yards behind only Lamar Jackson. That's how that is how Daniel Jones is helping you. It's the forty-eight rushing yards per game, and they're designed plays too. It's not oh, like they he's are. Just, yeah, they're exactly. not broken plays, so that they're right. trying to scheme him to run the ball. Uh, Seattle yielded a hundred rushing yards to Kyler Murray two weeks ago, so that bodes well for Jones. But outside of allowing that monster game to Jared Goff, the Seahawks, that is, a few weeks ago, the Seahawks have surrendered zero or one passing touchdowns in five of six games. So just a C for Daniel Jones. Over to the Seattle side, uh, not a C for Kenneth Walker, the third. He gets an A. We have a, a, a sound bite here. No, well, Alan Blarney, cheese and kisses. What's the oh, there we go. 1995. I have a unique skill where I can name like songs and movies the year right. they were made. But anyway, and Coke. Even if I haven't heard the song or seen the movie. But anyway, Kenneth yeah. Walker, easy A, averaging nearly seven yards per carry with four touchdowns in the two and a half games played without Rashad Penny. The Giants are allowing nearly six yards per carry and are ranked 30th against the run by pro football focus. So A for Walker, uh, B for Tyler Lockett, dealing with a hamstring issue but should play. DK Metcalf hasn't been ruled out, uh, but he's all but likely to sit this one out with a knee injury. If there was one published report on Friday that said that DK Metcalf won't play the rest of the year. Now, that has not been substantiated at this time, but we'll certainly want to watch that closely. 
Well, it's it's hard to gauge his injuries when he gets carted off a few weeks ago to take a dump, and then he gets carted off with an actual ankle injury. So who knows where Metcalf's at? Hopefully, he'll be back after this week. <laughs> what was that? A horse? Anyway, back to Lockett. Uh, should see a ton of volume in this. Not a great matchup. Opposing wide receivers are averaging just 11 catches, 133 yards per game against the Giants, who have allowed just one wide receiver touchdown over their last four. For that reason, I have Marquise to the Castle Goodwin on the bench. Mm. Old friend of the show. Very old friend of the show. I forgot he even existed until last week. And uh, the tight ends on the bench as well. Noah Fant and Will Deslack. I'm not clever, Mike, and a gypsy's kiss. Will Desley from Scotland. Uh, looked like Fant was distancing, distancing himself uh, from Disley, but last week Disley outdoes Fant, so th- we're, out, we're out on both those guys. We're still in on Geno Smith, though, but just to see, again, likely no DK Metcalf. That stings, especially against the Giants, who have allowed a completion percentage of just 56%. Best in the NFL. The league average is 64%. That's secondary has been playing great, even without James Bradbury. Uh, as a result, opposing quarterbacks are averaging only 220 passing yards and one passing touchdown per game against New York. All right, now we get ah, around the houses. A game in London, yet somehow Colin McCockney in studio here in Minnesota. Roast pork, chachi boy on your yes. chest hair, Hedges. Oh, I love the sound of roast, smashing roast pork chachi boy, smashing. Yes. Ah, uh, Brian, big boy, Jamie Dodger, are you ready for Tottenham Pints? So I, I got I to gotta translate for you. Golden yeah, kitties and pretty right. ponies and foggy underwear. Mm. Okay. Yes. Uh, Colin said something about the Jaguars and Broncos playing in London on Sunday morning. Ah, Trevi, Trevi, poof in a bathtub. He's seeing apples and pears. He's seeing a base and a gravy. Captain Kirk and Spocky Spock go borrow and beg bottle and stopper. Even the smally bums ain't talking about Willis. Uh, I'm a little rusty, but I think you said Trevor Lawrence and the whole passing game is on the bench. That includes Christian Kirk, all the Joneses. Evan Engram, and even Dan Arnold? Yeah! Dumber dumber than I thought. The the Broncos haven't allowed a passing score in a month. Uh, They just held Justin Herbert to 238 scoreless yards a few weeks ago on 57 attempts. And it's not a defense that you want to start the passing game against. By the way, I'm doing, like, the work for you. (laughs) Are you getting paid? Do I get any stipend here? Yeah, come on. I swear I heard something about a bucket of gravy. But I, I must not, not have. I, I always struggle with it. Not even worthy of that, but carry on. Reese's Pieces in a phone home. He's a bonnet of flowers. Jam tart me nobbies, because the lemon merchant is selling apples. Numbies and crumbies on the opera ladies. <laughs> Travis Etienne gets a B. <laughs> James Robinson traded to the Clearly. Jets this week. <laughs> Etienne looks ready to carry the load. Double-digit rushing attempts in four of his last five. Last week, he took 14 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. The Broncos' defense is allowing 4.8 yards per carry, the seventh-worst mark in the NFL. I think you take some liberties with that. Rossi, Rossi, we don't trust he. He's short of a sheet and might weep and wail with the rats and mice. Jaguar is a scotch miss, too. He's bleeding, bending knees like Johnny Snow. Well, Russell Wilson on the bench, despite a decent matchup. He missed last week with a hamstring injury and has been a distraction all season. But he'll start on Sunday, most likely. He's only hit 275 yards once this year. He's only thrown for multiple touchdowns once. The Broncos have only topped 16 points once this year. Is this, uh, it's all around bad. 
Judge Judy and Parliament Funky Mutton. <laughs> Going pig and roast, getting three in tea time. He make up an oily rag for Aston Martin. The Queen's not going to have any cheese. No cheese, you hear? Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy both get a C. The Jaguars have allowed seven different wide receivers to top 90 yards or score over the last five weeks. And they're also allowing about 150 yards per game to wide receivers. So there should be enough for each of them to hit 60 yards with the eight or nine targets they see per game. Greggy, no legs. He's no submarine captain. Penny come quick nine and backgammon. And then a front gammon. Oh, front gammon. That's better than the backgammon. Uh, that's a C for uh, Dolchich, Dolcich, who saw nine targets last week from Brett Rippon and a touchdown from Wilson the week before. Jacksonville hasn't faced many good tight ends this year. The most notable one, Dallas Goddard, my boy, who went for five catches and 72 yards. Melvy on the Shelvy and Blurry Scurry be pony and jugs on a raspberry. He's off to knock with a tinkle, isn't he? Isn't he? Oh, his Broncos get a sugar basin and a chalk farm. This is the last London game of the season. <laughs> All right, Melvin Oi. Gordon and Latavius Murray both Latavius Murray both get a C. Mike Boone went to IR this week, and the Broncos signed Marlon Mack. Who cares? The Jaguars are allowing a ton of touches to opposing runners, around 28 per game. That's the sixth most. And they're also allowing about 140 combo yards per game to runners, 10th most. The Broncos look like they'll split Gordon and Murray's touches this week. Uh, Murray even caught two passes last week. So, again, they both get a C grade. Go get your ascot races on a jam jar on the half inch. Rub it up, dub. Calling out. Thank God. Colin McCockney. I'm more. I think the Bobbies are coming for Colin right now. I think he may have. You know, a lot of people here this show, including the constables, that are looking for the escaped convict Colin McCockney. Oh, I called him. You called the, you called yeah. the cops on I was him. translating I and uh, texting the authorities oh, at the same I, time. I think that's probably a very good idea. Multitasking. Yeah. When we come back, Arizona's taking on the Minnesota Vikings. We'll tell you what to do with Eno Benjamin. He's back as a starter. One good game, one bad game. What do you expect from Eno Benjamin as Fantasy Football Weekly continues? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. not normally in your starting lineup. Many of these guys are available on your waiver wire. One of mine definitely is. Uh, I'm going to be starting one of mine with who is this guy? Oh, hey, Charge. What did I miss in the first segment? I just got here. Sorry. Welcome back. You'll you'll be sad to learn. What? Of the reapprehension of Colin McCockney. (laughs) He's been captured Captured again? again. That's right. I feel like I'm in an episode of Carmen Sandiego. (laughs) It's very similar to that. Yes. Who's the bad guy in Carmen Sandiego? There was a lot of different ones, but Carmen Sandiego was the main bad guy. Oh, that's right. There was some girl that was always trying to chase down. Yeah, the chief. You know, and the kids. Right, right. Uh, Let's start at the quarterback position. Matt Harrison now joining (laughs) us. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, Who is your take a chance on me? quarterback i've got general davis mills uh coming off his best game of the year where he threw for 302 yards and two scores against the raiders that was a favorable matchup so is tennessee who is impossible to run against but very easy to throw on in six games this season four of the quarterbacks who have faced the titans have thrown for over 300 yards and five of the quarterbacks who they played have thrown for multiple scores your take a chance at me quarterback brian I got former XFL star P.J. Walker now of the yes. Carolina Panthers. Shocking at game last week. At the Falcons, who just, just suck for multiple reasons. We'll get to that later. But uh, on defense specifically, mm. allowing nearly 320 yards and two passing touchdowns per game. They are second in pass attempts allowed, first in completions. Walker also has some wheels when needed. The Falcons have surrendered a quarterback rushing touchdown in two of their last four games. I'm liking the Panthers in this one, led by P.J. Walker. I'm I'm kind of with you on this. Get this: Panthers win their game. They're in first place. Oh, they you, sure you, you are. You mowed my lawn a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> that, that that game decides it. Carolina, Atlanta, whoever wins will be in first place <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC South. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton goes up against Las Vegas. He's coming off a rare four touchdown game, which admittedly is very uncommon for him. But the Raiders offer the promise of statistical upside for Dalton. Every opposing quarterback has scored. Multiple touchdowns against Las Vegas. Recent success stories include Davis Mills, the take a chance on me quarterback that Matt Harrison gave us last week. Russell Wilson. I mean, those are two guys who do not normally light up the box score. So we'll take Andy Dalton this week. Let's go to the running back position. Your take a chance on me runner. 
Matt. I've got Kenny Gainwell. Now, Miles Sanders is getting around 20 touches per game, and that's fine. But the Steelers' defense is seeing around 30 running back touches per game against them right now. And this game should not be close. It should be garbage time midway through the third. In his last two games, Gainwell has posted yards per carry averages over five, and he scored in one-third of his games this season. So you could do worse than Kenny Gainwell. All right. Kenny Gainwell in. What's your take a chance on me? Who is your take a chance on me running back, Brian? I got Miami's Chase Edmonds at Detroit. Yes, I know Raheem Mostert is the lead back right now, but Edmonds mm-hmm. should still see 10 to 12 opportunities against the Lions who are allowing the second most rushing yards and the most the most touchdowns per game to opposing running backs over their last three games. Uh, Detroit has allowed Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad Penny, and the Dallas backfield to combine for an average of 151 rushing yards and 1.3 touchdowns. So Chase Edmonds, come on. You're not dead yet. Naheem Hines returned to health last week and had a big role for the Colts. He's back as the number two behind Jonathan Taylor. Hines is one of the league's best pass-catching backs, and that's why I like him here. He's going to face a Washington defense allowing the most receiving touchdowns to runners, five of them this year, and that includes last week's monster line to Aaron Jones. He had nine receptions, 53 yards, and two touchdowns last week. Sam Ellinger's making his first start. Ellinger is making his first start. I think there could be a lot of dump-off passes, safety valve receptions for Naheem Hines. From Ellinger the Slinger? Ellinger the Slinger? El Slinger? El Slinger? El El Slingo? I like stage five Linger. Yeah, that's good, too. Don't get it. Wedding Crashers. Hmm. It's kind of a long time ago. Does it? it? It's all right. Okay. Let's go to the wide receiver position and or tight end. I've got a wide receiver this week. It's Quez Watkins. The Steelers are a disaster. I didn't think anybody else would. Okay. (laughs) They're a disaster in the secondary right now. They're allowing the most yards per game to wide receivers in the entire league at 209 per game. That's enough for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith to get theirs and leave some for Quez, who's on the field for about 60% of his snaps. So go get him. All right. Brian. Your take a chance on me, receiver. We got uh, Scott Fish's boy, Terrace Marshall. Yeah, he does love Pairing him up with P.J. Walker. All right. At Atlanta, of course, who was allowed the second most yards and the most receptions and the most touchdowns per game to opposing wide receivers at the end. I've got Trent Sherfield as my deepest dart throw receiver of the year. Is he related to to Gary? What's that? Gary Sheffield? Not related. No. Now, Gary Sheffield's still getting paid, I think. Uh, first, let's just start with this. Who the hell's Trent Sherfield? He's the slot receiver for the Dolphins. He has dominated the snap count over Cedric Wilson throughout the month of October and has now solidified himself as the number three receiver for Miami. Sherfield's had two decent games this year, including last week, 44 yards. The Lions have benched their slot cornerback, Mike Hughes, and now Sherfield's going to run against a practice squad call-up named A.J. Parker. Parker has played in a total of two games in his career, in which he has allowed 100% of the passes in his coverage to be completed. Trent Sherfield. Mm. It's it's a long shot, but hey, you never know. Wow. Could end up working out. Stop throwing those. Let's go back to the matchups, including Arizona taking on Minnesota. I'm going to start with the running game, and Eno Benjamin. He's had two games as the starter, looked very good last week, I thought, and then totally ineffective the week before, probably st- – safely somewhere in between those things here, which is a totally lame cop-out, but it's true. Minnesota owns the third best run defense, according to Pro Football Focus. No runner has topped 87 yards, and that was way back in week three. Eno can catch a little bit, typically getting three catches a game. Vikings are middle of the road and covering runners out of the backfield, have not allowed a touchdown that way. James Conner ruled out of this game. 
Thought about giving Eno Benjamin a B grade, but I, I can only get him to C here, but it's it was close, but I'm going to go with a firm C grade, Eno Benjamin. Let's go to the passing game. Kyler Murray rarely puts it all together in one game. He hasn't finished any week higher than QB7 this year, and his average finish is a disappointing QB13 for Kyler Murray. And didn't the new Call of Duty just come out, too? And the new Call of Duty came out on Friday. So how can Kyler Murray be expected to pay any attention to the game plan? Not going to happen. Can it all come together for Minnesota? Don't know. Don't think so. He tortured the Vikings last year. I'll note that. 400 yards and three touchdowns. And the Vikings just gave up 400 yards in their last game. But that's been an anomaly for a bend-but-don't-break Minnesota defense that's otherwise allowed, allowed a more manageable 262 yards and an eighth one. 0.8 touchdowns per game. So I've just got the B grade on Kyler Murray here. A grade on DeAndre Hopkins, though. Big game in his return last week. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this, but I'll I'll note that he ran a bunch of plays from the slot last week, and that would put him into the most favorable coverage against the Vikings against cornerback Shandon Sullivan, who is the weakest of the three Vikings corners. Zach Ertz also gets an A grade. Vikings linebackers have struggled against coverage, especially against tight ends. Eric Hendricks and Jordan Hicks. Hicks has allowed the fourth most receiving yards of any linebacker this season. And Mike Gusecki torched the Vikings for six receptions and two touchdowns last game. And the last guy I want to talk about from the Cardinals is Rondell Moore. Normally I don't spend time on him, but he posted a career-best 114 yards against Minnesota last year and scored the only touchdown of his career against the Vikings. He's last year he posted the league's shortest A dot, which was right around one yard. This year, six shortest. So it's going to be a lot of short stuff, and that's why he's only a C grade here. But the Vikings give up a lot of cushion at the line of scrimmage, and I do see him catching five, six balls. All right, let's go to the Viking side. You know, Justin Jefferson is an obvious A grade. Adam Thielen's a C. He's averaging just 2.4 yards of separation per route. That is the 12th lowest among wide receivers. Still, He's seen at least seven targets in five straight games, and that volume should lead to a decent game here. Thielen will likely see cornerback Byron Murphy no matter where he lines up because Murphy is one of the few cornerbacks that will go into the slot and play outside. He's allowed at least four receptions for 50 yards in each of the last three weeks, and I think 50 yards feels about right for Thielen. I think they should use him more in the red zone than they do, and hopefully that'll change. A nice opportunity. If you need a sleeper tight end off the waiver wire, think about Irv Smith, who may be available in your league, about 50% rostered. Arizona's allowed the most receptions, the second most yards, and the most receiving touchdowns to tight ends. I've got a B grade on Irv Smith. And lastly, uh, from the passing game, Kirk Cousins. Frustratingly, Cousins has the league's shortest average throw, just 6.4 yards. It is a disheartening schematic decision that has sapped the upside from one of the league's best deep ball passers. It's killing me. Andy Dalton's picked apart the... uh, Andy Dalton picked apart the Cardinals' secondary last Thursday, and they ranked 30th in coverage. The prior four quarterbacks, though, to face Arizona have only averaged 220 yards and incredibly just 0.25 touchdowns, which is weird. I I think, I don't know why, it's not a great Cardinals secondary, and teams are throwing on them like crazy, but the box scores haven't added up. They're good at diving into the end zone off of uh, pick sixes there. That that was pretty fun. That's pretty good. Uh, Cousins, a B grade. Lastly, Dalvin Cooks. Uh, Cook, excuse me, largely because of a mediocre secondary. Arizona's seeing just 18 rushes per game, so I don't know that volume is going to be on Cook's side here, which worries me a little bit. Uh, Fortunately, he has topped 5.2 yards per carry in three of the past four games, so Cook has been at least running reasonably well lately. 
The Cardinals have only allowed Kenneth Walker to reach 70 yards while holding Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara all below 70 yards. Cook is getting more red zone uh, looks lately, which is also helpful, and we've got some optimism for a an elusive, relatively elusive Dalvin Cook touchdown. All right, our, our next matchup and final matchup of this segment is Las Vegas taking on New Orleans. Brian? Yeah, we're going to start with Josh Jacobs, sixth in rushing attempts, third in rushing yards, second in rushing touchdowns among running backs, and he's only he's been on he's on one of the team several teams that have had their bye already, mm-hmm. and he still ranks that high among running backs. Just an absolute bell cow. Also, one of fifteen running backs who catch at least twenty passes so far. And the Saints' run defense not as stout as it's been in the past. They're top ten in the most rushing yards allowed to running backs. So an A. For Josh Jacobs, getting that DeMarco Murray treatment that we predicted like way back in the spring. Yes, that was possible. You know, we for, we uh, talked about, we did talk about that. They're just oh, going to sure. grinding him up so that they can let him go in the offseason and let somebody else get all the wear and tear on Josh Jacobs. Definitely worthy of the peacock there. Uh, Devontae Adams dealing with a bit of a flu bug, I guess, but uh, he should be good to go. Going to give him an A. The Saints just put cornerback Bradley Roby on IR, and they should remain without corners. Marshawn Lattimore, stud corner in that regard. And Paulson Adebo, the Saints have read, surrendered six wide receiver touchdowns over the last three weeks and have allowed a 100-yard receiver in each of their last four. For that reason, I'll give Hunter Renfro a C. Missed two games since returning from injury. Renfro, Renfro has only seen seven targets, but he's caught them all. And uh, this could be a get-right game for Renfro against a very banged-up secondary of the Saints. Uh, speaking of banged up, Darren Waller kind of been banged up the last two seasons, it seems like. But... Uh, He's been practicing this week, so I'm optimistic he'll be ready to go and overcome this hamstring injury, but it's a brutal matchup on paper. The Saints are allowing less than 30 yards per game to tight ends, and they have yet to surrender a touchdown to the position. So just a C for Waller if he's able to play. But I'll give Derek Carr a B. Didn't do much against Houston last week coming off the bye, but he's still thrown multiple scores in four of six games. And again, the Saints defense just reeling from injuries, especially in the secondary, so a safe B for Carr. Over to the uh, Saints side, I'm going to give Alvin Kamara an A. Since the start of 2020, Kamara is averaging nearly 30 more combo yards per game when Jameis Winston isn't the quarterback, Hmm. which will be the case again this week. Las Vegas has only allowed three scores to running backs all season, but they allow seven catches per game to the position. position, And that's all I really need to give Alvin Kamara an A in this matchup. Uh, uh, Over to the wide receivers, Chris Olave, safe B here. Without shutdown corner Nate Hobbs, who's now on IR, the Raiders allowed two wide receiver touchdowns to Houston last week. And Olave just looks great, and Andy Dalton yeah. loves to look his way. So a uh, safe B. You for- know, Dalton doesn't have the arm for those deep passes we were seeing to Olave earlier in the season. But, you know, you, the opposite part of that is he throws a catchable pass to Olave. So, yeah, still very valuable. Now over to the, the nightmare wide receiver two situation where uh, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry have been ruled out. Yeah. Just disaster there's, there. There's no reason to talk about the, no. other, the other receivers. There, there's too many. I mean, Kevin White is no. getting... Yeah, we're not no. going there. No. Uh, to the tight ends, kind of interesting here. I'm going to give Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson a C. Wow. We all know the deal with Hill. Total yep. wild card. Uh, mm-hmm. He did catch a pass last week, his second of the season. I will say that the Raiders have allowed the second most red zone touchdowns despite having their bye. Oh, and that, that bodes well him. for yeah. Hill and his wild card BS that they run with him. But uh, over to the more traditional tight end, Jawan Johnson, he gets the C2. As I said, the Raiders are allowing more than five catches and 50 yards per game to tight ends. So I like Jawan Johnson in the tight end wasteland. Uh, and lastly, Andy Dalton. 
Chargers take a chance to be quarterback. Yeah, I, I like Andy Dalton this week and think he's got a nice opportunity here. And the fact you've gotten so many letter grades, that's terrific. When we come back, New England takes on the Jets. They're going back to Mac Jones. For reasons that are unclear to basically everybody, we'll find out the impact that that has. And I'll mention, there are still new leagues being formed at guillotineleagues.com. You want to play season long? You want to play in a new format? Hey, here's your opportunity to draft a brand new team right now. Get in a new league. You can join private leagues with your friends with as few as eight. You can join public leagues that are now 11 teams deep as we play out the rest of the season. Plenty of time. Still two months of gameplay left. GuillotineLeagues.com. More Fantasy Football Weekly coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian, and Matt Harrison, and Brian Johnson with you. You can follow us on Twitter, at Paul Charchian. You'll have to figure out how to spell it. At Explosive Output and at BTXJ, respectively. You don't know if they figured out how to spell that one, I don't think. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you could break that down any more granularly than BTXJ. B-E-E-T-E-E-E-X. <laughs> G can you J-A-Y. the letter itself in the in the, when you spell out the letter can you include the letter you that, forgot that, the that's underscore. his burner account yeah, actually you forgot the, the multiple underscores and uh yeah. for reasons that only Bill Belichick knows Mac Jones is back under helm at least to start the game yeah who knows for how long at least it's not a home game where they'll be booing Mac Jones like last week 
What do you expect for Mac Jones against a much improved Jets secondary? Well, Bill Belichick is so smart. We don't understand the mind games no, he's playing with understand. with you, with yeah. me, with the fan base, with Correct. with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Whole different level of understanding of really human engineering. I think until we get one of the quarterbacks to start and finish a whole game, you have to keep everybody on the bench for for the quarterbacks there. Mm -hmm. Also, starting center David Andrews will miss this game due to a concussion. So that makes things worse for the quarterback position. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the starter on the passing game, though. Uh, He's been pretty reliable. He gets a C. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's at double-digit PPR points in every game he's played this year. Myers runs out of the slot mostly, so he'll avoid the coverage of Sauce Gardner, who will mostly be locked in on Devontae Parker, which is why he's on the bench. This is a pre-premature speculation, but keep an eye on Tyquan Thornton. The Pats are giving him like five to six touches per game, and he's blazing fast. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he gets a B grade. I'm leaving Damian Harris on the bench. Harris is not on the injury report this week, although initially when he had this hamstring injury, they said it was like a four-week variety, and he came back after missing one week. And Harris only saw three touches last week in Chicago. So Stevenson had 19 there, including eight receptions. The Jets are average against every running back category, so I think Stevenson probably carries the load this week. On the other side, the running back position is sad because Brees Hall is gone for the year. The Jaguars traded James Robinson to the Jets, but I yeah. think for the foreseeable future, Michael Carter is the guy in this backfield. I agree. They, I think they, they traded James Robinson knowing he's kind of. Yeah, probably. I'll give Carter a C here based on the fact that I think he gets 80% of the touches this week. Agreed. And while the Packers, or sorry, the Patriots are a great run defense, they have allowed the 10th most receiving yards to opposing backs, and Carter's really good at that. In fact, in his last meeting with the Pats, Carter was targeted nine times, and he had eight catches for 67 yards. Nine times. Robinson on the bench for me this week. Let's see how much of the playbook he picked up and actually how healthy he is. Totally agree. Uh, Zach Wilson is on your bench. So is Garrett Wilson and the rest of the passing game. In the meeting last year where Wilson started and finished the game against New England, he threw for 210 yards and four interceptions. Mm. He got injured in the other game against the Pats last season. He also hasn't looked good since his return. He's averaging only 190 passing yards and has thrown only one touchdown pass in four games. Also, Corey Davis out with this week with a knee injury. Elijah Moore might play if his tantrum has subsided, but I'm not uh, I'm not thrilled about putting him in my lineup. No, for sure not. Do you know what, Wilson? We'll see a ton of action in that game. The football. The Duke. It's called the Duke. It's called the Duke. Yes. So is the original Xbox controller. So take that. Hmm. Okay. Duke. <laughs> uh, Chicago. Uh, I, I don't want to take a Duke. <laughs> Chicago takes on Dallas. And we're going to start with the running game here. I've got C grades on both David Montgomery and the ground bear, Khalil Herbert. This thing's closing in on a 50 50 timeshare with Monty, ground bear. Fortunately, Chicago's game plan will heavily feature the run, as always, considering. Dallas's incredible pass rush, they will run a lot in this game. Chicago already runs at the league's highest run rate and the second highest rushes per game, 35 per game. And even with Justin Fields siphoning off some of those carries, that is enough volume to make both Monty and Ground Bear plausible starters. Dallas is a middle-of-the-road run defense. Improbably, get this, Chicago has pro football focuses top-ranked offensive line for run blocking. That's not right. That's got to be some kind of typo or misprint. Let's go to the rest of the Bears that you care about. Mark Darnell Moon is the only other player with a starting grade, and that's a B grade here. He runs from the slot, 
And Dallas's slot cornerback, Jordan Lewis, had season-ending Liz Frank surgery. So fifth-round rookie, Deron Bland. I keep, can't remember his name for some reason. Deron Bland. <laughs> Likely defends Mooney here. In his only full game, Bland has allowed nine receptions on 11 targets nine for 98 nine yards. Times. Darnell Mooney, B grade here. We're not going to bother with anybody else except Justin Fields, who I'll mention is on the bench. Tempting to follow up Fields' impressive Monday night performance with a start this week, but here's the problem. Dallas is wreaking havoc on every opposing quarterback. They own the top-ranked pass rush by Pro Football Focus, and Chicago's offensive line is not good despite that number one ranking in run blocking. What's going to happen here? They're going to pressure Fields. Fields is going to try to scramble, and he's going to scramble himself into turnover sacks and other miscues, and mm. I'm not, I am not going to try Justin Fields here. Zeke Elliott, not expected to play in this game. Let's talk Tony Pollard with the highest ranking I've ever given him. He is my number nine-ranked running back right now. If um, if it turns out Zeke does decide to play, which I do not expect, then we'll knock him down a grade. But right now, A grade for Tony Pollard. Next-gen stats has got Pollard as the fourth most efficient running back. And Zeke has been dominating the yardage really everywhere, but including the short stuff. But Pollard's going to get all that work. And the Bears have seen the third most rushing attempts, and they've allowed a rushing score in every game. I love Tony Pollard in this start. The Pollard mark? The Mm-mm. Pollard No, no, no. Why not? I can't give the Fonzie. You've done it. It's payback. <laughs> the Pilar no. bark. That's good. This Come is on. this is not right. okay. Let's talk about Dak. <laughs> Dak Prescott. C grade here. I thought he looked pretty wobbly in his return last week against a far inferior pass defense. Detroit, shockingly, second best pass defense, allowing just 188 yards per game. They've got some young talent in that secondary. Since week two, every opposing quarterback has thrown zero or one touchdown against Chicago. And in recent games, the Giants were held to 82 passing yards. Carson Wentz to 99 yards. And then last Monday, Bailey Zappi threw for 185 yards against Chicago. This is a legit pass defense. I don't like Dak Prescott much, just the C grade. The one guy I do like, CeeDee Lamb. I mentioned Chicago's got this great young defense that they're building, except their slot cornerback is terrible. That's Kyler Gordon. He's allowed the most receptions and the most yards of any cornerback in the league and the second most yards after the catch. So, CeeDee Lamb, who has started running from the slot with Michael Gallup's return, sitting on a B grade in this game. Chicago is allowing the second fewest receptions, the third fewest yards overall to opposing receivers, which is why all the other receivers for Dallas, including Michael Gallup, are on the bench. Last guy I want to mention is Dalton Schultz. In the two games Schultz has played with Dak Prescott, he's had 15 targets in those two games, 12 receptions, 109 yards. That's very promising. But the Bears have given up the fifth fewest points and just one touchdown to tight ends all season. And his ongoing knee injury, it's just every week, he hobbles into the game, he gets hurt in the game. Then, after missing some plays, he comes back out and he's limping through the game. But in the tight end tight end wasteland, we're going to go ahead and give a C grade to Dalton Schultz because you just don't have better options out there. <laughs> Final matchup of this segment is my, well, maybe we'll find out Miami taking on Detroit, Brian. I can make this move pretty quick. Uh, we'll start with the Miami side. Raheem Mostert gets an A. Uh, the Lions are allowing the second most rushing yards and the most touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. That's why Chase Edmonds was my take a chance on me running back. If uh, the Dolphins give 30 opportunities to their running backs, which I think they will, they both should be viable. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle certainly viable in this one. Both get an A. Detroit allows 
170 yards per game to wide receivers. They might not both produce a level of production, but they're, uh, it's a possibility for sure. And Trent Sherfield charges take a chance on me wide receiver. Yeah, how about that? You didn't see that coming, did you? And I'm going to give Mike Kosicki a starting grade, too. He gets to see opposing tight ends are averaging five and a half catches and 63 yards per game against the Lions. Last week, Dallas tight ends combined for eight catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown against Detroit. And when we're giving starting grades to Trent Sherfield and Mike Kosicki, uh, Tua Tungo Viola gets an A, of course, uh, especially when throwing to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So, Miami should put up plenty of points in this one. So that should bode well for the Lions, right? Who will get DeAndre Swift back, most presumably. Oh, uh, finally. A, a shoulder Jeez. injury. Going to give him a B. Miami has allowed five rushing scores to running backs over their last four games and will likely be without defensive end. Emmanuel Ogba and safety Brandon Jones. Lions running backs as a whole are averaging 3.2 yards before contact per carry. Ooh. That's elite. Uh, that's the third highest clip in the league. So welcome back. DeAndre Swift. And even if Swift comes back, Jamal Williams still gets a C. Should see plenty of work uh, with Swift back in the lineup, mm-hmm. especially near the goal line. He was the preferred goal line back for Detroit when Swift was healthy, so a C for Williams. Uh, I'm going to give Monra St. Brown a B for now. Not officially playing, but should make his return from a concussion. Now, like he didn't actually have the concussion, which is yeah. a very important point for this. He just had symptoms that they were worried about. So I think he comes back in place. I do too. Uh, and it's a good matchup. Miami allowing nearly 170 yards and a touchdown per game to wide receivers. Safety Brandon Jones, who I just mentioned, is actually done for the season. He's on IR. So he's not likely out. He is out. Uh, so Sun God is in with a B, uh, as is Josh Reynolds. We'll give him a C in what in a game that should be a shootout. Uh, and Reynolds will be started. I don't think DJ Chark is going to make his return or if he's even in the league anymore. So a C for Reynolds. And a B for TJ Hawkinson, Uh, even though if you take away his monster game against Seattle of eight catches, 179 yards, and two touchdowns, he's been pretty mediocre in his other five games. He's totaled just 15 catches, 136 yards, and one touchdown across those five games. But despite all that, it's a great matchup against Miami, who has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends this season. And uh, I like Jared Goff again, uh, or back to liking Jared Goff. He gets a B. His last two games have been pretty bad. But they were against tough opponents on the road, New England and Dallas. Uh, he was without DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown for those two games for the most part. Uh, you know Detroit is going to give up points to the Dolphins, so they're going to have to chase them. So I like Goff this week with a B. All right. Let's see if we can tuck in. How much, Robbie, how much time do we have? Yeah, let's try to do it. Let's try to work in Pittsburgh taking on Philadelphia, Matt. Sure. I'll start with Najee Harris, who uh, I considered benching here. Yes. But I'll give him the lowest possible grade we have. That's not a, a bench. How far, a how far do letters go, Charge? To C. Oh, okay. That is the C. We're at C level. All right. Harris has had 16 and 20 touches in his last two games, which is up a bit. Problem is he's having trouble cracking 50 total yards. He's been held under that mark in three of seven games this year. And the Eagles are great, of course, against runners the second fewest total yards allowed to the position. However, they do give up rushing touchdowns at a high rate, about one per game. The volume plus the shot at a score is why he's still a C. The rest of the Steelers are on the bench. Philly is allowing the fewest passing yards in the league at 208 yards per game. They have the second most interceptions in the league. They've picked the ball off nine times in only six games. 
And Nine Kenny Pickett, he's played the better part of four games. He's thrown two touchdown passes and seven interceptions. So the Eagles have a better chance to catch a Kenny Pickett touchdown pass <laughs> than the Steelers do. It's probably true. Jalen Hurts is the fantasy aardvark this week. That's oh, right. You don't yeah. say. Okay. So I have to like his receivers. Pro Football Focus does a wide receiver cornerback matchup tool, mm-hmm. and they give a score of 0 to 100. The higher the number, the better the matchup. This week they gave A.J. Brown's matchup with Arthur Mollett. A perfect 100. Wow. I've okay. never even I've never seen, seen that, that before. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so he gets an A. Devonta Smith gets a B. Even Quez Watkins was my take a chance on me player. He gets a C. And Dallas Goddard gets a B grade. He'll probably be the highest scoring tight end this week because we're in the middle of the tight end wasteland. Yes. Finally, Miles Sanders, he gets an A grade. He's getting nearly all the work over the rest of the backfield, averaging 20 touches per game. Yes. And I like the matchup so much, I used Kenny Gainwell as my take-a-chance-on-me runner. There's going to be garbage time galore in this one. I see a one-sided game coming as well. Well done on that, by the way. The less than three minute matchup is a rarity. One fifty six. Well put on done. The, yeah. That was that right. was that was excellent. Very very impressive. Our number two coming up, in which we will continue to break down games, including Tennessee taking on Houston. Ryan Tannehill not one hundred percent for this game. We'll tell you if there's anybody other than Derrick Henry to play in that game. And also a reminder, you can get all of my player rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com, and you can join a brand new fresh. Right out of the box. It's got that new league smell to it when you join a new guillotine league. Uh, guillotine that's that's unfortunate in the middle of the season. It's, it's a still. new league smell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, We're into pumpkin spice mode right now, aren't we, Charge? Probably. For for uh, scents? Yeah. The question might be, who's the first pick overall? Because Jamar Chase was in that conversation. Travis Kelsey's on, on the bye. Yep. Yeah, not obvious who you might take I'm looking at the guys overall. with their uh, bye in the rear view. Yeah, I know Justin that. Jefferson. Yeah, that Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah. Makes some sense. Hour number two, Fantasy Football Weekly, coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Matt Harrison and Brian Johnson with you. This is a game we like to call three tough questions. We encourage you to play along. See if you can go three and oh. Tough question number one. What is the What's the frequency? What is the frequency? Kenneth Walker will score touchdowns the rest of the year. Is it one touchdown or more per game? One half to one touchdown per game or less than half a touchdown per game. What is the frequency, Kenneth? Matt. Oh, now I get it. Now you get it. Yeah. Now you get it. So you're like, why did they work it that way? Yeah. How many times is he going to cross the stipe? Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, no. That's very good. Oh, well done, gosh. Wow. I'm out. Uh, since offensive coordinator Shane Waldron joined the team at the beginning of last season, the Seahawks have played 24 games. Their running backs have 21 touchdowns on the ground and zero through the air. It's a very solid just under one average. And while Ken Walker did score two last week, I don't think that that should be the expectation going forward, especially with DK Metcalf out for a while. That should focus the defense more on Walker. So I'll say just under one per game, the half to one per game okay. area. All right. Uh, Brian, what it? Well, hang on. What's the frequency, Ken? Walker will score touchdowns. <laughs> Is it one or more per game? Half to one per game or less than half? I don't game. have uh, much to add to what Matt said uh, other than, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, the Seahawks have the hardest uh, remaining oh, strength of schedule for running backs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go one or one plus per game, but I'll, I'll stick to the half to one touchdown per game. Interesting. He's I, that good. I looked at football guys for their strength of schedule, and it was straight in the middle. So uh, yeah. who knows? Uh, Walker has scored at over one touchdown per game as the starter so far. The massive workload I love. The 21 carries, the 23 carries. Pro Football Focus loves Kenneth Walker, ranking him as the fifth best runner. I You just look at him. Dude, so explosive. One thing to note, the playoff schedule for Kenneth Walker? You guys, did you, did you, when you were looking at the schedule, did you notice this? San Francisco, Kansas City's currently number one in run defense. And then the much-improved Jets run defense. It's actually three pretty tough games in the fantasy playoffs. I'll mention that. He doesn't catch, but that doesn't really affect the touchdowns so much because most running backs don't catch many touchdowns, get a lot of receiving touchdowns. Still roll all this together? Maybe it's just my optimism because I loved Kenneth Walker coming into the draft. One or more touchdowns per game. Kenneth Walker. Tough question number two. Wait a minute. Hold on. By the way, we got that Kenneth Walker thing just about right in the preseason when we were like, when is he going to take over the backfield? It was about week six, and we just nailed it. You're you're right about that. You know, because you knew it would take a little bit of time. We were waiting for Rashad Penny to either get hurt or just yield it. Mm -hmm. And eventually that ended up happening. Tough question number two. Should fantasy owners just drop outright A.J. Dillon? Brian. Yeah. I mentioned earlier he has less rushing yards than Daniel Jones in the same amount of games. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're basically just holding on to Dylan right now in hopes of something happening to Aaron Jones. We don't want to hope for injury. I guess if I if I roster Aaron Jones, I'll hold on to Dylan 
as the you know the, the safety handcuff. But if not, uh, usually I like to take the handcuffs of other running backs. But I'm not gonna yeah. just squat on Dylan because he's not doing much of anything. He's on pace for less than a a thousand yards and about three touchdowns if he's lucky. So yeah, you can drop him. Yeah, just the one touchdown to this point of the season. Uh Matt. Yeah. Can I just go ahead and drop AJ Dillon? Yeah, I think I think that's right. He hasn't scored since week one. Under four point five yards per carry in five of seven games and only twenty total carries in the last three weeks. Yuck. It's time to drop him and that it's time to drop more members of that offense. In standard leagues, Aaron Rodgers should it's be probable. on the waiver wire. I'm with you. Yeah, one quarterback league. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers does not belong as a starter. He's a just he's just a waiver guy that you can pick up in good matchups right now. He's Andy Dalton now. Uh, wow, that's bad. Aaron Jones is playing great football. Great football. He's almost six yards a carry. And meanwhile, running behind the same line and the same scheme, here's A.J. Dillon running at 3.9 yards per carry. They've really tapered off his carries as well. Over the last three games, A.J. Dillon, just four Rushes, 10 rushes, and six rushes. And then the receiving has never come together entirely for A.J. Dillon. He's chipping in a little, but not enough there. He's literally nothing more than an insurance policy behind Aaron Jones in a very faltering offense. Yeah, you need to drop A.J. Dillon to make room for somebody more promising, like perhaps some of the players we're going to talk about in premature speculation Mm. later in this show. Go ahead and do it. Tough question number three. With Jamar Chase out until after Thanksgiving, is T. Higgins a top five, top 10, top 15, or worse wide receiver from this point going forward? Matt? In PPR scoring points per game, Higgins is currently the wide receiver number 19. Uh, Same thing last season. uh, He was wide receiver 14. While I do think there's a few more targets to go around, I also think there's more double coverage coming this way. And what's bad for the offense is bad for the offense. So I'll stick as a top 15 wide receiver, but I don't think he can climb into the top 10 anytime soon. Okay. Brian, is T. Higgins, with Jamar Chase out until after Thanksgiving, is T. Higgins a top 5, top 10, top 15, or worse fantasy receiver? Yeah, I'm with Matt. I I think Tyler Boyd uh, does better than T. Higgins while Jamar Chase is out. And hopefully it is only more than – it's not more than the four to six weeks. Hopefully uh, Chase can come back within that time frame. But, uh, yeah, Higgins is going to see a a ton of double coverage. So I think Boyd uh, outproduces Higgins. Oh, uh, yeah. That's bold. I'm with him. I I think Tyler Boyd's coming up on some big, big games coming here. outscoring T. Higgins. Sure. He's going to be the primary. T. Higgins is a wide receiver one when Jamar Chase plays. I mean, they, they feed off of each other. But without Chase, uh, Higgins is Higgins is going to struggle a little, I feel. Um, it is. I You know, what Matt said, I believe in that when anything that hurts the offense hurts everybody in the offense to some degree most of the time. And I think that's probably the case here. But Chase leaves behind 10 targets per game. Now, Obviously, all 10 aren't going to go to T. Higgins. Obviously, there's going to be some that go to like Stanley Morgan and the other Michael Thomas, who will probably, by the way, outscore the original Michael Thomas the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. I want <laughs> Cincinnati Mike. That is, that is I, think I, I think I would rather. Is that like Cincinnati prison Mike? Mike. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I might uh, want him overall. So let's just say Higgins gets three of those 10 targets per game, which I think is reasonable. That puts T. Higgins at over an almost 11 targets per game. Hmm. And when T. Higgins gets 10 or more targets, his average game, seven receptions, 96 yards, and almost a full touchdown per game. 
That puts him on pace to be a top five wide receiver. Mm. But I'm going to dial it back just a little bit because he will get better coverage. So we're going to say top 10 outcome for Jamar Chase the rest of the way. What about Hayden Hurst getting a lot of these targets? Yeah, I, think too. Hayden, I, I think Hayden Hurst could be sitting there. Nice. I've, uh, I got Hayden Hurst in a bunch of leagues. I'm, I'm hanging on to him, mm-hmm. baby. Let's work in one more matchup. Pittsburgh. Oh, we already did that one. Mm-hmm. It's me. Watch it. Hey, it's me. Hey, it's you. It's, hey. it's the Commanders taking <laughs> on the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk through the Commander side. We've got a bunch of C grades here. Let's start with the running backs. You know, the Brian Robinson story is great. And we're all rooting for Brian Robinson, turning back from the gunshot wounds and everything else. He just hasn't looked that good. I hate to say it. For three consecutive weeks, though, Robinson has increased his touches, his yards, and his rushing yards per attempt, so trending the right way. But his production tops out at 3.7 yards per carry. And his next-gen stats, he's the third least efficient runner in the league. The Colts have allowed backfields to run for at least 94 yards in four straight games, letting six different backs accumulate more than 50 yards in that span. So you can try Robinson. You can try Gibson, who I just objectively, Gibson looks better. It's not, I know it's not the narrative that people want to hear, but if you just watch Gibson and you watch Brian Robinson, Gibson looks better. If only he didn't fumble the ball one out of like eight times he touched it. Um, there are injuries I should mention to the Colts. Their run stuffers, Shaquille Leonard and Quiddy Pay, are not expected to play in this game. And on carries inside the 10-yard line, let me mention this. Robinson's got four, and Gibson has got one while it's been a split backfield. That four-to-one ratio gives Robinson touchdown upside that Gibson does not have. All right, let's go to the receivers for Washington. Matt? Yeah. Terry McLaurin. The Colts are allowing the fewest receptions and yards per game to opposing receivers, which is a shocking turnaround for that secondary. They also allow the fifth fewest air yards allowed per game. That really limits McLaurin's ability to get downfield here. Terry. <laughs> That's Terry now. Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. <laughs> Cornerback Stefan Gilmore is not the shutdown corner he once was, but he's still good. He's allowing a passer rating of just 72 and has yet to allow a touchdown in his coverage. I can only give a C grade to Terry McLaurin. Coming off a nice game last week, too. Curtis Samuel, you know the bid on him. Uh, he catches a lot of passes, but they're all super short. And then you're just hoping he runs for something. And it usually doesn't amount to very much. Indianapolis, as I mentioned, allowing the fewest receptions and yards per game to opposing receivers. But they are more vulnerable in the slot. And that's where Samuel lines up the vast majority of the time. He'll go up against Kenny Moore. He opened the season by allowing touchdowns in three straight games, but has not allowed one since. Curtis Samuel, C grade here. Tyler Heineke had a nice game last week against a good pass defense. Indy's another good one, I just, but I can't get myself to, to start him. Three of the last four quarterbacks to face Indy have failed to top 163 passing yards. That is nothing. So I feel like that's 163 sounds about right for Taylor Heineke, and that is a bench grade. And then Logan Thomas might make his first appearance in a month, but let's this thing play out and just see how healthy he is before we actually start him here. All right, Colts side. Colts offensive line, awful. That's too bad. Awful. You know, Quentin Nelson was at one point, and he's still probably he's their best lineman by a lot. Everybody else is garbage. Right now. <laughs> they were like consensus top five by going all into like the, the major outlets. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Uh, right now, they rank 27th in pass blocking by pro football focus and 30th in run blocking. That is the biggest problem the Colts have on offense is that offensive line. So with that, let's go talk. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Is this finally the breakout game for Taylor? He looks healthy. He 
returned last week and ran for almost six yards per carry against a good Tennessee defense, and he hauled in a season-high seven receptions, which he loved. Over the last three games, the Commanders are allowing 134 total yards and almost two touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. But those totals are coming from runners who are getting a lot of looks. And Taylor's usage is all over the board, including a meager 10, inexcusable, 10 carries last week. So I can only give a B grade to Taylor because I can't assure you that he's going to get the volume that he should get from Frank Reich. Naheem Hines was my take a chance on me running back. And I've got a bunch of C grades for you from the rest of the passing game. Let's go. Let's start with the, let's talk about the, uh, the second year guy getting his first NFL start, Sam Ellinger. For what it's worth, he had a great preseason. And Ellinger is a runner. He scored 33 rushing touchdowns in college. Wow. And at Texas, the big-time school. Yeah, absolutely. So against good competition. Mm-hmm. He's going to need to run because the Colts offense line is awful. Uh, Matt Ryan was the most hit quarterback in the league. So you figure that Ellinger's going to be running for his life a lot. He'll turn some of those scrambles into rushing yards. And Justin Fields ran for 88 yards against the Commanders two weeks ago. So I think Ellinger's going to end up finishing like the 40-50 rushing yard area. And if he just throws like one touchdown, 200 yards, you've got a C grade on Sam Ellinger. Speaking of C grades, his three receivers all get three grades, C grades, including Mike Pittman. Pittman hasn't scored since the opener and hasn't caught a single red zone pass, which is incredibly depressing, and hopefully that'll change under Sam Ellinger. The commander's secondary much improved since the benching of miserable cornerback William Jackson. Over the past four games, only one wideout has scored, none have topped 84 yards. Pittman spends most of his time on the left side where he's going to find former gopher Benjamin St. Juice, who has only allowed a 48% catch rate, so it is a tough matchup. But on volume, I'm still giving a C grade to Michael Pittman. Paris Campbell has seen a surge in usage lately. That's my guy. But that was with Matt Ryan. It's unclear if that's going to be the case with Sam Ellinger. We hope so. He got a, he's got a favorable matchup in the slot against mostly untested starter Rashad Wild Goose. I love the name Wild Goose. <laughs> and I'm looking on here. Of all, we've got. That's I, pretty close. This is close, but we also have the Mongoose. Oh, <laughs> that's right here. Now, if okay. it was if it was Rashad we, we, Mongoose, we, we got a vulture on there. We got a peacock. We got several birds. Yeah, but no waterfowl all over the place. I, I hate geese. Like one of my least favorite oh, animals. They're jerks. The worst. They are jerks. <laughs> they're they're basically just poop machines. For honest about it, Alec Pierce has been an effective fantasy performer in three of the past four weeks, and he's got a promising matchup against Kendall Fuller, who's allowed three touchdowns in a pinch. You could try Alec Pierce as well. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. Carolina taking on Atlanta. Winner. Donta Foreman, the winner. In first place. First place in over the, the Buccaneers. Oh, it's a championship South. game. Donta Foreman looks like he's going to be the starting running back with Chuba Hubbard out. I saw if the Panthers win, they drop 16 draft spots from where they currently are. Right are you now. serious? Yeah. Wow. Which is not what they want. <laughs> no, no they, they need to lose this game. Find out how you feel and if you can start Donta Foreman when we return Fantasy Football Weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and guillotineleagues.com. Matt Harrison, Brian Johnson with you. Carolina takes on Atlanta. Donna Foreman with a really nice game last week as Carolina surprised everybody as they blew out Tampa Bay. Now losers of two straight. What do you expect with Chuba Hubbard out? What do you expect from Donta Foreman this week? He gets an A. It's grilling, wow. it's grilling season. Wow. All right. Foreman grilling season. I mean, he's right. playing the Falcons. Who were awful on defense, allowing nearly 120 combo yards per game to opposing running backs. Foreman looking at a bell cow role here. Uh, Chuba started both games against Atlanta last year. Uh, again, he is out, but uh, Chuba scored in both games against Atlanta last year. So I feel like a touchdown is a lock for Foreman. So I'm going to give him an A. A very safe B, but he's got A potential. I'm rolling with the A. And uh, right. DJ Moore, keep the A's coming. He gets one as well. Atlanta. Wow. Now, DJ Moore, right? A. Yeah. He, he, you see his touchdown last week? That's pretty. It was pretty impressive, and uh, it's a much easier was, matchup. Wait, rephrase another way: Did you see his only touchdown of the year? Mm. Yeah, I'm not. Look, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're just focused on the present, and in present, <laughs> okay, currently, he's right. facing the Falcons, okay. who have allowed the second most yards, the most receptions, and the most touchdowns mm-hmm. per game to opposing wide receivers. So, so an A for DJ Moore, and that's why Terrace Marshall was my take a chance on me wide receiver. I. I like the Giants, who have two just scrub tight ends, I wanted to give either Tommy Tremble or Ian Thomas a starting grade. Atlanta allowing more than seven catches and 70 yards per game to opposing mm-hmm. tight ends, but I can't go there. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Tremble, but th- I got them both on the bench. But uh, not P.J. Walker might take a chance on my quarterback just in this this cake matchup. I like P.J. here. Uh, over to the Atlanta side, uh, starting with Fish's uh, fantasy league mate, Tyler Algier. Can give mm. him a C. 
No I, one runs I kinda more. Like, I, I kind of like him here. Yeah, no one runs more than the Falcons. Right. Who spent the eighth overall pick on Drake London this year and the fourth overall pick on Kyle Pitts last year. Makes total sense. <laughs> right. They're For decoys. Arthur Smith, uh, he, someone's got to tell Arthur Smith that Derrick Henry isn't on his team anymore. He can't just <laughs> – they're running the ball profusely down like 21 points against the Bengals. Doesn't matter. But, uh, it, it matters. It matters for fantasy players. But uh, a C for Algier. The Panthers have allowed four touchdowns to running backs over their last three games. So you're going to start Algier in most cases, uh, especially for Tyler Algier. We'll have to ask Fish, though, if he, he's starting himself this week. But uh, we'll say he's startable with a C. Going to give Drake London a C, uh, even though the mm. Falcons wow. and Marcus Mariota just aren't allowed to throw, basically. But Carolina has allowed the second most catches per game to wide receivers and nearly 170 yards. So uh, I, I think that philosophy of not throwing the ball has to shift a little bit here. So uh, a C for Drake London and a B for Kyle Pitts. Come on oh, now. What? Come on. Carolina. Come on. Just stop. <laughs> it's a tight end wasteland. Just, Kyle just accept to defeat in this. It, it, no, it is the tight accept. end wasteland, and Brian is wasted right now. Carolina gave up six catches for 90 <laughs> yards to Tampa's tight ends last week. Tampa Bay, the worst team in the division, by the way. <laughs> Arthur Smith's six gonna, Arthur catches Smith for the win is in yards. first place, I'll mind you. Pitts had five catches for 61 yards in the most recent meeting with the Panthers last season. I'm calling that a floor for Pitts in this one. I'm giving him a B. Hope he plays running back. But uh, I'm benching Marcus Mariota for very obvious reasons. It, yeah, well, unfortunately, yes. When he's he's got the, the rushing ability. I, I think there's better options. P.J. Walker, for one. I'd rather play P.J. Walker over Marcus Mariota. I, Mar- I, I believe the number is 18 and a half passes per game for Mariota. Yep. You simply can't cobble together 13. any kind, kind of reliable. Well, 13 well, pass attempts last week I in know, a game where you get blown out. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that quarterback situation later. later wink, wink. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, let's talk about Tennessee taking on Houston, Matt. Ryan Tannehill has got a bad ankle in this one, and the primary thing he does for fantasy owners is the occasional rushing touchdown. You take that <laughs> off the board, and now I'm not interested. Boy, if that's the primary thing he does now, he's just not going to be in well, lineups very, quietly, very, Tannehill's mu- very like much Tannehill's seven longer. rushing touchdowns a year. Yeah, not this year, though. Uh, he, so he was in a walking boot at the end of last week with the ankle injury. was limited in practice on Thursday. If he can't go, Malik Willis gets a start. If he starts, I think I'd actually give him a C just on his rushing ability alone. But it's likely going to be a very hobbled Ryan Tannehill. It's so easy to run against the Texans that no one passes. They're top 12 in every statistical category against the pass. So Robert Woods, he probably would have been the only receiver you'd consider here, but he's averaging 40 yards per game, has just one score on the year, so he's on the bench. So the only guy on the Tennessee side that you really want to start is Derrick Henry. Okay. And I'm going to give out a second fantasy aardvark here. Well, I didn't know as that was I, possible. I assert my aardvark dominance once again. <laughs> the double aardvark. Yes, the double aardvark. Uh, Derrick Henry, 28 and 30 carries in his last two games. That's ridiculous. Uh, Houston's allowing 5.3 yards per carry. That's the fourth most in the league. So 150 rushing yards is not only within sight, it's almost a, a expected here. A reasonable uh, outlook. All right. On, on the other side, there's a running back uh, in Houston that we kind of like, Damian Pierce. He's kind of getting near Derrick Henry workload, 20 and 26 carries in his last two weeks. Mm. However, 
He faces the toughest defense he's seen in his young career in the Titans. Tennessee has allowed the third fewest rushing yards per game and only one rushing score on the season to opposing backs. They held Jonathan Taylor in check twice. They put Josh Jacobs on his worst game of the season. I'll give Pierce just a C here, but it's volume alone. This is a tough matchup. It is a tough, and I, you know, nobody loves Damian Pierce more than I do. Yeah, but I will acknowledge this is this is probably the toughest matchup of his season. I won't try to argue who loves Damian Pierce more, but you did trade me the third overall pick in a rookie draft, and I took Pierce. He's on my team. And so you know, here's who the funny loves thing. him more. Here's the funny thing, yeah. if you remember. The reason I made that trade with you was because I had already taken Damian Pierce in a rookie draft, and I'm like, I don't want to necessarily double up on him. Yeah, so you do. I, yeah, as you it do. turned out, I should have doubled up on him. I love Damian yeah, Pierce. I do, too. Uh, Davis Mills was my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. He gets a seat. Nico Collins looked like he's going to miss some time with a groin injury, leaving Brandon Cooks leading the other two of Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett. Cooks gets a solid B grade here. He won't have... We won't have more or Dorsett starting, though. The Titans are allowing 200 yards per game to the wide receiver position. Opposing wideouts have already scored on the Titans nine times this year, which nine is the times. fifth most in the nine league. Times. I hope that was my last nine times of the day. But it's like, quite a few. You know, I think you find ways to work them in. I, there's just a lot of nines in the Things eighth week of the season. Nine, I suppose. All right, your turn. All right, thank you. It is, it's literally <laughs> my turn. Green Bay's taking on Buffalo. I've never said this before. Okay. History of this show, 28 years. We are benching the entire Green Bay passing attack led by Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Now, there have been other times when Aaron Rodgers has missed games where I've said bench them all. Sure. But never with Aaron Rodgers in the game. Alan Lazard is going to miss this game with a shoulder injury. Romeo Dubs, uh, Dobbs coming off a zero-catch game. And I think he'll get targeted. He'll get targeted enough here where maybe he could do something. But this is a great pass defense, and the Packers' offense couldn't look more broken right now. Your only hope for any part of this Packers passing game is garbage time, which might end up happening here. But I can't put a I can't put a starting grade on any of them. AJ Dillon, we talked about earlier in this show. He's on the bench after a middling season with little production. Matt LaFleur finally stopped banging his head against the wall and effectively benched Dylan last week. Season lows and snaps, carries, and targets, and I love it. Dylan, let's just come out and say it. Dylan's been bad. He has one finish above RB29 this year. Yuck. All the weeks together, just one. I think that was week one, by the way. That's it. So then let's talk Aaron Jones. He's the last Green Bay Packer standing to talk about. He's been held under 25 rushing yards in back-to-back games, and Buffalo's an elite run defense, allowing the fewest rushing yards, just 53 per game. No opposing back has topped 47 yards, and that was way back in the opener. I guess, fortunately, I I guess, he's the team's only good pass catcher. I mean, you know, who else are they going to throw to? So they're (laughs) going to throw to Aaron Jones some, and I think he gets another big target target load like he had last week. We had 10 targets. Um, Just through sheer volume, Jones retains a B grade in a very tough matchup. Now let's go over to Buffalo. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, obvious A's every week, regardless of opponent. You know what? I'll even give them as well a fantasy aardvark. That's the third and fourth aardvark this week because it's mine. Wait a minute. Are they multiplying? Yeah. Did we first have like... (laughs) Daddy Aardvark and Mommy Aardvark. And, and then Mommy they got and Daddy together. Aardvark love yeah. each other very they much. They do. Yes. And they created 
There's art parks everywhere. <laughs> we got a lot of art park happening around here. <laughs> A grades: Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis, just the B grade here. But let's talk it through. He scored. His, he's scored the second most touchdown since Week Five. But the Packers secondary has only allowed one score in the past three weeks. And Green Bay is a held serve. And okay, they've given up three touchdowns. Green Bay's done it against. Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. So, you know, not exactly Josh Allen. So, you know, I don't fear this secondary, but it is. By the way, it lost to all those quarterbacks. It did. Still, the Packers have given up an average of 169 receiving yards per game. That is least in the league. What's more, the only receivers to break 70 yards against Green Bay were targeted seven or more times. Gabe Davis has not had a single game this year with seven targets. Mm. So that's why just the B grade on Gabe Davis in this game. Uh, We're going to bench Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir. Packers cornerback Rasul Douglas, the slot cornerback where they run from, is Pro Football Focus's number one ranked slot corner in coverage. Douglas has stonewalled his opponents, giving up 17 yards per game. That's it. And he has not allowed a touchdown this year at all. That re-signing in the offseason looks brilliant so far. Green Bay has allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to the slot so far this season. So McKenzie and Shakir are on the bench. So is Dawson Knox. Through six games, tight end Knox does not have a game with more than four catches or 45 receiving yards. And even worse news, it doesn't appear that either of those two are going to happen this week against the Packers, who have allowed the third fewest receptions and the second fewest yards to tight ends this season. And that just leaves us with Devin Singletary. I think this is a really nice sneaky play, Mm. particularly in uh, DFS formats. Green Bay is allowing the fifth most total yards, 150 per game to opposing running backs and are far more susceptible to the run than the pass. Now, here's the thing you got to consider and put this in your own mind. In close games against Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas City, Devin Singletary saw 80% of the snaps and 98 total yards. Those are great numbers. But in the blowouts, he rides pine. They save him up. His snaps drop by a third and his yardage falls in half. So do you think this is a close game for Buffalo against Green Bay, or do you think it's a blowout? If you think Green Bay hangs close, Devin Singletary is worthy of the B grade I'm giving him. And if you don't, if you think it's a blowout, then lower him to a C grade on your own. That's 11.5 point spread right now. The Packers are on a three-game losing streak against Uh the home competition. Yep, this thing could end up being a blowout. I think I heard this is the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career. He's a double-digit underdog. Unbelievable. That you can play whatever, 15 years, and not be a double-digit underdog at any time. Unbelievable. When we come back, premature speculation. Oh, do we have a we got a bunch of great players for you to pick up. Speculative players to pick up now that other people will be trying to pick up next week, and they're already on your team. Premature speculation returns when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. Final segment, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Matt Harrison and Brian Johnson with you. This is a segment we like to call Premature Speculation. We jump into our time machine and we tell you the guys people are going to be trying to pick up next week. Did the time machine change again? I don't know. It's pretty, yes. pretty badass. It did. It, it did. Nicely done. It did. Thank you. I love this time. Yeah, you like this new, one? First three it, is our this, this one actually fades out like a real time machine would because sound just doesn't stop. Stop like that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. There you I go. I love this new time machine. Well done, my man. Uh, Matt, who's your premature speculation player? I've got Desmond Ritter. And yes, we just talked about it. Atlanta, three and four, currently leading the NFC South. But being realistic, the Falcons have to know that they are not a Super Bowl contending team. And with the five or so quarterbacks that are grading out as first-round talents next year, they have to do their due diligence and see what they have with Desmond Ritter. Marcus Mariota's last four games in passing yards, 139, 147, 129, 124. He's only running his way out of this. That is it. And the Falcons play Carolina this week. The Panthers have a very good defense and not much else to speak of. If Carolina beats Atlanta, we already talked about it. Carolina's in first. The quarterback chatter will start because it's just a horrible division and they're going to need to figure something out. Next week, it's a softer landing spot at home against a struggling and injured Chargers defense. That's a great place to try them out. Maybe it's Desmond Ritter week as soon as next week. All right. Interesting. That's a nice speculative ad in, in uh, QB2 and Superflex leagues. Absolutely. I need more QB2 and Superflex ads, And for though. that, let's go to Brian Johnson. Yeah, I got another one. Uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell at the moon mm-hmm. from Washington. Uh, Fifth-round draft pick out of North Carolina. Some thought he could go in the first round before the, before the draft That's right. last spring. But he, he, he fell, but so did every quarterback. In that draft, but uh, it's this simple. I mean, Washington is three and four. You wouldn't think they're out of it yet, but when the rest of your division is a combined, let's see, seventeen and three. Wow, yeah, <laughs> you're pretty right. much out of it. Yeah. Eagles six and zero, oh, Giants six and one, Dallas 
five and two. <laughs> the so strange thing is, is the Commanders are still like in a spot for maybe a wild card run. Maybe <laughs> can, <laughs> can a whole division make the playoffs? It could. Yeah, yeah. it's possible, but yep. it's probably not going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen in the NFC South. But anyway, uh, Carson Wentz might make a uh, return from what hand injury. I don't want to talk about Carson Wentz ever again. So uh, <laughs> uh, if he comes back, great. But he's he's trash. And Taylor Heineke, whatever. Uh, at some point, Washington. No, Taylor Heineke just beat the just beat the Packers. Two touchdown passes. Yeah, the Packers who we've been he's dumping on all all choke. <laughs> the Packers are awful. Look, the Commanders are awful too. Heineke is whatever. They're going to want to take a look at Howell at some point. So again, this is a a, a deep super flex play. If you're if you're Hungry for quarterbacks? Go grab Sam Howell now. Was, was He'll Howell be howling the at the moon. Who never um, ate a vegetable? I don't know. I, I think Sam Howell was the quarterback oh. coming into the draft who had never was, eaten no, a vegetable. No, wasn't like you only eat chicken. You only eat chicken fingers. Only chicken. Exactly. Quarterbacks. You had mentioned Malik Willis a couple of weeks ago. Sure. You're still interested in Malik Willis? Yeah, except the Titans are in first place yeah, and they have a veteran games. quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I think they'll probably stick with Tannehill. I do too. My premature speculation player, one of my favorite guys going all the way back to the preseason, Snoop Connor, ah, Jacksonville Snoop. running back. Now, granted, he's been inactive every game this year, but why did they trade James Robinson? Because they <laughs> it know. It was because of Snoop Connor. Because for sure. Snoop Connor's better. They had the better running back. They get a free, whatever, sixth round draft pick out of James Robinson, move him over to the Jets. Snoop Connor is a. Hard-bodied, between the tackles, tough yards runner that Travis Etienne is not, and there's going Etienne's not suddenly going to turn into a 100% workhorse back. That is not who he is. Somebody else is going to have to get some carries, and it's going to be Snoopaloop. I don't want to poop on Snoop, but uh, <laughs> they like Jermichael Hasty there too. I, there, I, don't be there. so hasty, Charge. I'm I'm, I'm 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 still on Team Snoop Connor now. I'll give you another one. Oh, gosh. Two, this, bonus? It's a, it is a bonus. It's like when two time machines love each other very much. Oh, Matt. and, and aardvarks come out of them. They create, <laughs> a, they create a fourth uh, premature speculation. D. Ernest Johnson, if mm. you believe the many rumors that the Browns, a fairly desperate organization, are going to make a move for Kareem Hunt, you want the next man up. And we know because every time Kareem, Kareem Hunt is missed time, Nick Chubb doesn't suddenly get 40 carries, mm-hmm. right? It, Nick Chubb's role does not change. They just give the next guy up the Kareem Hunt role. Dearness Johnson would be next man up. He would be. For that spot. That's another guy you could consider. All right, let's get on our final set of matchups. San Francisco takes on the Rams, Brian. This is a San Francisco offense that will be without Debo Samuel in this game. Yeah, big news. Uh, Debo is going to miss this one with that hamstring injury. Um, Worth noting, definitely worth noting, these teams just played in in week four, and uh, the 49ers just rolled the Rams easily. But uh, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey then, the 49ers. But I guess they didn't need him because they won that game. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to give McCaffrey a B. I, I had a B grade on him even when I was assuming Debo might play, but again, Debo is out. But McCaffrey, just 10 opportunities in his debut with the 49ers last week, but that was only two days after getting traded there. Uh, that was still the most opportunities among San Francisco running backs. You have to believe the usage will go up against the Rams. Yeah, what do you figure? I'm thinking in the like 17 touch yeah, range 17 for Christian McCaffrey, 20. something like that. And McCaffrey actually faced the Rams in week six as, yeah. as a Panther. Right before he got traded. Yeah, and in that game, he had 158 combo yards on, on 20 touches. 158 so yards. I don't see why he can't replicate that on a, on a much better team, even though they are missing Debo Samuel, uh, which we've said multiple times. So he's 
clearly clearly on the bench. And I think that only hurts Brandon Ayuk, who I had to see great on, yep. assuming Debo was going to play, but he's not going to play. Uh, so I got I got Ayuk on the bench because he's going to see a ton of Jalen Ramsey. He looked like a doormat to start mm-hmm. the season, but uh, he's played a lot better. And Ayuk just four catches for 37 yards in the week four game. He has topped 40 yards in just three or four regular season games against the Rams in his career. So I would say just look for other options. He's not an automatic bench grade, but he's going to be the focal point uh, of, of the wide receiver group for the 49ers. So uh, I'm going to lean bench over the C for Ayuk. And uh, a C for George Kittle, just two catches for 24 yards in the week four meeting. The Rams have allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Kittle has had big games in the past against the Rams, but uh, right now on paper it's a tough matchup. But uh, in the tight end wasteland, he can't bench George Kittle, I don't think, this week. So just a C for him. And I'm going to bench Jimmy G now. I had to see great on him if Debo was going to go. But yeah, without it's, Debo, it's a lot, it's a lot tougher. Uh, I, I like P.J. Walker. I like I like Linger the Slinger a lot more. I like Sam, Sam Slinger. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy G on Ellinger. the bench. Um, over to the Rams side. Uh, not a lot to love here. Uh, Daryl Henderson going to give him a C. I'll, I'll tell you. I'm going to. Can I? I'm, sure. Let me, can I give you a, a yet another? Kyron Williams. Yeah, that was my guy last week. Will start this game. Ooh. Is he well, starting? If he doesn't start, well, we don't know. They activated him. If I'm going to predict, he, how about this? I'm going to back that up. He gets. He will end up with more yards than Daryl Henderson. Mm. Kyron Williams. Go pick him up too. Possible. Even if it is Williams, it's not a great matchup for either Henderson and Cam Akers uh, in that Week Four game uh, combined for just 52 scoreless combo yards on 18 touches. Uh, Henderson should handle most of the backfield touches, I still think. We know Akers won't. Uh, San Francisco's defense is far more dinged up than it was a month ago. So I think Henderson is startled, but I'm with you on uh, Kyron Williams. Definitely go grab him immediately if possible. I don't know how how much he'll play this week, but we'll find out. That's why they play the games. Uh, We do know Cooper Cup will play, and he gets an A. Just going to end it right there. Yeah, no, no need he, to he's, he's murdered the 49ers throughout his career and basically anyone he plays. Uh, so A for Cup. Uh, Allen Robinson and uh, Van Jefferson should make his return from IR as well, but I got both on the bench. Robinson saw six targets in the week four game, but caught just two for seven scoreless yards. And now that Van Jefferson makes his return, we need to see how this all pans out. But by the way, Allen Robinson, one of two wide receivers, I believe it's Justin Jefferson. It's a good wide receiver to average at least one and a half end zone targets per game. Allen yeah, Robinson. They throw him a lot. He doesn't catch it. Well, no, it's not dropping him. They're just plenty. not quality targets because Matt Stafford's kind of washed. But anyway, Stafford, I'll talk about him real quick. He's on the bench, failed to throw a touchdown in the first meeting, has thrown zero or one touchdowns in every game except against Atlanta, who who is awful. We've gone through that already. But uh, I have to mention Tyler Higby. He is startable with a B. 10 catches, 73 yards in the week four matchup. The 49ers just allowed Travis Kelsey to go for nine, uh, six catches and 98 yards. Higby is no Kelsey, but uh, Higby startable in the tight end. Wasteland. Cincinnati takes on Cleveland. Matt, Cincinnati going to have to learn to live without Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's going to be missing probably a month, maybe more. And we already talked about T. Higgins and five tough questions. Mm-hmm. I will give Higgins an A grade this week, and I'll give Tyler Boyd a B grade here. Uh, the Browns secondary is almost as much of a mess as Chase's hip is. Uh, Denzel Ward is in concussion protocol. Yeah, he didn't practice Thursday. Uh, Greedy Williams made a season debut last week, but he missed practice Thursday with an illness. And they're trying to trade him. He's on the he's on the block. Yeah, and Greg Newsom also limited with an oblique injury. This game is Monday night, so a lot could change on the corner side. But I'll take my chances with Higgins and Boyd going up 
against either injured starting corners or backups in Cleveland. Joe Burrow gets an A grade. I, me, I might as well give him a fantasy aardvark too, huh? I guess oh, there's, there's multiplying. Why not? Threw for 481 yards last week. He's averaging 334 and two scores in career games against the Browns. Hayden Hurst is a startable player with a C grade too. Mm -hmm. There's vacated targets with Chase out. Hurst saw eight last week. And the Browns have been pretty good against the tight end this year, only allowing three catches per game on average, but they haven't faced a ton of great ones. Joe Mixon, he gets an A grade. The Browns are allowing... 142 combo yards per game and have already allowed 12 touchdowns to the running back position. That is a ton. That's the most in wow. the league. Uh, Mixon has scored twice in two of his last three meetings with Cleveland, hence the A grade. On the Cleveland side, it's Nick Chubb and not a lot else. Chubb gets a B grade here as since he's a pretty good defense against the run, although there have been cracks in that wall in the last few weeks. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram combined for 145 rushing yards. The Falcons duo of Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley managed 72 yards together. That's about what I expect out of Chubb this week, 70-plus yards and probably a score here. So mm -hmm. uh, that's why he gets a B. The passing game is on the bench, which is basically just Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. No quarterback to face the Bengals has topped the 200-yard mark in a month. No quarterback all season has multiple touchdown passes. They're allowing the fourth fewest receptions and the seventh fewest yards to wide receivers. And, oh, by the way, David Njoku is out for the foreseeable yeah, future with a high nice. ankle sprain. Are you, are you picking up Harrison Bryant in a pinch? No. No. All right. I can understand that. Uh, a couple items for you in our final moments of the show. We just drop Tom Brady at this point. Zero or one touchdown pass in every game but one this year. Tom Brady. This team has scored two touchdowns in the last 14 quarters of play. Let me answer your question with a question. In single quarterback leagues, can you not roster a running quarterback now? You have to roster a quarterback who also chips in on the ground. Well, you certainly want to, but there aren't enough of them to go around. I mean, I don't have that luxury there, There's kind of a lot now. Well, because more and more teams are willing to expose their quarterbacks to these kinds of so-called dangers, even though these guys don't get hurt any more than anybody else does at quarterback. This is what's turned around Daniel Jones' season and a large part of why the Giants are sitting at, at 6-1. and one. So we have, we have currently 11 quarterbacks over 100 rushing yards on the year. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of quarterbacks who run. We just talked about Sam Ellinger, who's coming in this week. I, man, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of guys who move the ball at their feet and can kind of ground your offense. I just think of Tom, a few, so few weeks ago. I, I say, yeah. Brady. Remember a few weeks ago when they had Pittsburgh, who was missing their top three cornerbacks and Minka <laughs> Fitzpatrick, and they didn't do anything. I know two weeks ago, Mike Evans dropped a long bomb, but – on Thursday night, Tom Brady missed Mike Evans wide open in the end zone from like the five yard line. I don't know. He's he looks disinterested. It does. Lost, it does. It doesn't look right. The his divorce just became final. <laughs> I I, I think <laughs> right. you can drop him and you can just stream quarterback and play the matchups unless, of course, if you don't have like the Josh Allen's of the world, which you probably don't if you have Tom Brady. Fantasy points per game. Tom Brady is fantasy quarterback number fourteen, right next to Justin Fields. <laughs> it's that bad for Tom Brady right now in points per game. It's um yeah, it's it is 
it's probably about that time. And I don't know that Brady, you know, I'm not saying Brady's never going to have another good game. I'm sure he's going to have plenty of good games. You sure? Tom Brady <laughs> is know. eligible for take a chance on me quarterback now. He is. He is an eligible take a chance on me quarterback. Totally agree with that. Tom Brady. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll happen next week. I don't, I don't even know what they got next week off the top of my head. Who knows? Uh, you can still join a guillotine league. It's a super fun way to play. All you have to do is not finish last every week. The low scoring team in that league gets cut. All the players go to the waiver wire and pandemonium ensues as we bid on an entire roster of players. New leagues forming all the time, even Sunday morning guillotineleagues.com and if you miss a new part of the show and you want to hear all my player rankings or get to all my player rankings also guillotineleagues.com uh great job thank you very much thank you matt brian robbie appreciate all the help we'll be back next week for more fantasy football weekly Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.